1: On the tenth day of Deadball, a Snavely gave to me a championship in Buenos Aires. Oh, I'm excited to see the Christmas
0: spin on this one. Mm, because it,
1: also, I know that Buenos Aires is not pronounced Buenos Aires, but uh, I just needed the rhyme there, so I quick did a little did a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, it's essentially what uh, it's essentially modern hip hop. Hey,
1: <laughs> like... let's slightly mispronounce some words so that they actually run. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Plenty of people have done it.
1: Eminem rides with Orange. <laughs> yeah. Orange. You, you, you heard of Chris <laughs> christopherson Well, I'm pissed, pissed offerson Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yes, there is a Christmas story in all of this. I promise you, it is something that actually takes place on Christmas Day. Well, that
0: is something that I have only done a couple of times. Yeah. So, <laughs> this entire
1: series. So, get ready because there is some Christmas content coming for you after this break. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast, brought to you by Indeed. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Back to the twelve days of Deadball, brought to you by Bet Online and indeed and a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, hosted by your favorite Snavely brothers, because mm. you don't know the other one. Me, Adam Whitaker Snavely, joined as always by my real life brother. Drew Snavely.
0: We established that this was the tenth day, right? Yeah. Man, we're grinding. We, we stay <laughs> we Steady grinding, bro. <laughs> the grind don't stop. It really doesn't. This episode is brought you by. I boys. already said that. Oh, you did? Yes. What
1: the heck? You weren't paying attention at all to my intro. I guess I wasn't, huh? <laughs> I, I 100% said all of the sponsors and also Blue Wire Podcast. Well,
0: guess what? You're here for the stupidity. You're yeah! not here for... For, uh, I don't know, normal sounding podcasts,
1: I guess. You thought you were here for a professional podcast? No, you're here for our podcast. (laughs) It's going to make the way we like it, okay? (laughs) That's going to be that.
0: Uh, Well, I apologize for uh, missing out on your intro
1: uh it's disappointing sure but ultimately i was I'll just, forgive you.
0: i was so focused uh-huh. on making sure that the stopwatch and the recording and everything was going
1: yeah you've got a lot of you had a lot of buttons you have to hit
0: all the buttons
1: two of them i'm to just be exact. pushing
0: all two buttons
1: <laughs> the,
0: got one job the
1: two buttons that we have that i have to push i'm doing both i'm of doing them. it well you know what good job drew thanks adam because without you we wouldn't have anything recorded it's true And that is, that would be a tragedy. Yes, it would be. But, Drew, we're not here for tragedies. No, we are not. We're not even here to talk about how bad we are at podcasting.
0: No, we are not.
1: We're here to talk about Christmas. And I thought to myself, hmm, a lot of our stories, a ton of our stories are coming from England. Yes. Which makes sense, because they're one of the few places in the world that are playing during Christmas. Yes. That's fine. But we've also branched out a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. We talked about Greenland. Yeah. We talked about... Portugal, and oh, a very yeah. amusing anecdote about gloves, glove wearing. Yes, uh, we we've we've talked we've branched we, out a little. Bit.
0: We've talked about the
1: U.S. We have talked about the U.S. Snowmageddon. Usually, what we've been talking about has been either England around Christmas time or other various cold slash snowy things. Except for the glove. Thing. Except for the glove. Except <laughs> the glove thing because that was Portugal. And I said, you know what? I want to go all the way out there.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Where else are they playing soccer on Christmas Day? Where wh- what what other stories are out there? And I thought to myself, you know, for the southern hemisphere. Yeah. The December season is the middle of summer.
0: I was going to say it's beautiful weather. It's really hot.
1: And where else will we go for rising temperatures and hot tempers? Ooh. But South America, baby. You can't go anywhere else. It's been a while since we talked about South America. It has been. Let man, I back. feel
0: like, I feel like I just saw something that was happening uh, between like Boca Juniors and another team. I was like, man, this is just such a South American thing. There's just <laughs> like, this is like, eh, eh, oh, just... oh, I remember what it was. I was looking at the most fouls in a match ever. Oh god! And um, three of so it was just for the World Cup specifically. Uh-huh. In the top three. Our Brazil, a Brazil game, a Brazil game, and an Argentina game. It's like, man, uh, these South America. God love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so I'm taking us to South America. I'm taking us to a South American championship. So we're talking international soccer. Okay. And I'm taking us to 1925. Ooh. Way back when. The roaring 20s. Mm-hmm. In 1925... The South American International Championship was set to be played once again. This was before it was named the Copa America, and before they competed in staggered years for this prize. It was an annual competition when it first started. Yes. We know this because you, Drew, have already given us a whole episode about the inception of the South American Championship. Yes. And how it was first started. Yeah. It a big all unity thing. Yeah really, really did not take that unity thing to heart. No, they really like did not. Out. Well, I have a similar story for us today. <laughs> in true South American fashion. Yes. They, they got to stay true to their roots, you know? Like Swindon Town. In 1925, things were a little weird. It held the fewest participants to ever compete in the championship, for one. Okay. With only three teams in it. Why? Argentina, Brazil, and Paraguay were the only teams in it. As you know already, at the beginning of the tournament's history, the northern South American teams didn't compete in it. Yeah. So, like, people like Venezuela. Yeah. uh, Peru. Yeah. All those people on the northern coast of South America weren't invited at first. Mm -hmm. They didn't compete. But that does leave the absences of Chile yeah. and Uruguay. Yeah. Who did not participate. Chile, as best as I can tell, withdrew because they performed so poorly in the last one. They were afraid <laughs> they were gonna get embarrassed. <laughs> It's so, a pride thing. <laughs> so they just didn't play because they're like, like eh, we're not winning this. We're going to send this one out. <laughs> Y'all can have it. Um, and Uruguay was having a bit of a crisis in their FA and they couldn't get the organization, logistics, and funds together to send a team mm. to the South American Championship. Very so sad. they also withdrew. Yeah. Um, so it left Argentina, Brazil, and Paraguay as the only teams competing in the 1925 south american championship it was a three-team round robin tournament and spoiler alert this story is not about paraguay okay Shouts out to paraguay Shouts out to them yeah when we're talking about south american soccer it's brazil and argentina and brazil and argentina are two of the three teams in the last team is paraguay (laughs) we're probably not talking about paraguay sorry paraguay (laughs) we're hey love miguel almarone yeah Yeah. oh yeah
0: absolutely oh man miggy man
1: Oh if God. only he had went to any team but Newcastle. Gosh, man. <laughs> if only. If only. What, what can you what do? What
0: a great smile that guy has. He does have a great smile. <laughs> he kind of
1: looks like a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Man,
0: now that you say that, I feel like it ruins his cuteness. <laughs> yeah, now it's going to look intimidating.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're going to look at him all the time and start like, looking over your shoulder. Yeah. Chucky. Gosh, Chucky vibes. The tournament in 1925 was held in Buenos Aires. And both Brazil and Argentina beat Paraguay twice. So the format of the tournament was round Robin. Yeah. Each team plays each other two times. It's all in Buenos Aires, so they all show up in Argentina. Yeah. And they just play each other in a round Robin tournament. Yeah. And, that, and that's it. In Brazil and Argentina's first game, Paraguay's out. <laughs> They're done. They don't have a chance. Yeah. In Brazil and Argentina's first game, Argentina ran out 4-1 winners. Meaning a win or tie in the final game of the competition would make them champions of South America. Okay. While a Brazil win would send the championship to a tiebreaker. Okay. I don't know if it was extra time or if they played another game. I just know they, it would have sent it to a tiebreaker. Yes. I'm not certain what the rules of tiebreaking were at the yeah. time. Yeah. And the final matches scheduled date December 25th, 1925. Yeah. Christmas Day. Papa Noel would decide the South American Championship. Oh, man. Argentina were considered favorites going into the match, which yeah, makes sense. Makes
0: sense, yeah, yeah.
1: They had home field advantage, they were playing in their capital, and they had already beat Brazil 4-1. Yes. Thanks to a hat trick by Manuel Sewane, a player... <laughs> this was just a very fun aside that I found about him. Okay. Because at the time, he was considered... Uh, like. I don't know if a legend is the right word, but he was considered like a very strong player that had played for Independiente for a really long time. Uh-huh. But he had gotten suspended for a long time, like a year or two, in his league with Independiente because he got into it with a referee and did something. Heck and they suspended yeah. him for a long time. And so he left Independiente and went to Boca Juniors. Because at the time, Argentina didn't have one league. They had a couple leagues. And Boca Juniors played in a different league <laughs> that didn't recognize the suspension at all. Heck so yeah. he was just like, I'm not, I'm going to keep playing. And he went to Boca Juniors yeah. and just kept on playing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, so,
1: yeah, so he, <laughs> Playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> talking about loopholes, yeah. this guy found one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Still... Even though that Argentina were considered favorites and they had won the first game, this is Brazil-Argentina we're talking about. Yeah. It's a big rivalry. And in front of 30,000 people in Buenos Aires, anything could happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is this is max chaos we're talking here.
0: Yeah, chaos cranked all the way up to, I don't know, 100, I guess. 100, I mean, it depends on what your scale is. It depends suppose. on what your... For some TVs, it's like 50 or yeah. 25.
1: I think ours goes to hundred. Like some
0: are 100. Some scales are 10.
1: Yeah. And in in ruler case,
0: is 12.
1: We put it up to 11. Yeah. Because it's one more. Absolutely. As <laughs> That's That's Final Tap would say. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, anything could happen. And anything would happen. Oh, God. Very quickly. Yes. As Brazil raced out to a 2 0 lead in the first half. A nightmare start for Argentina who only needed a draw. Brazil great Artur Friedenreich, who has an extremely German... German okay, yes. Um, cool story about Artur Friedenreich. Um, his father is German. His mother was Brazilian. Okay. And his father, his mother had moved to Brazil and uh, married a Brazilian woman. I think yeah. they got married. Um, and, uh, but his mother is black. And he is considered in Brazil the first professional um, Afro-Brazilian soccer oh, player. Wow, sweet! Uh, and he was like a kind of a, a really—he was a really go-to player for the national team as well. Mm. So Arturo Friedenreich, the yeah. more you know. Yeah. Extremely, it's funny to me too that he had a German father and such a blatantly German last name. Yeah. Because it's always the Argentines that have the German names. <laughs> You ever notice that Argentina's national team always has like a couple people that have a, a let's just like a big German last name, like Gabriel to... Heinze. Oh yeah. Like, and that was because, well, that was for a not great reason. Yeah.
0: Because there's a lot of connections between Germans and Argentina during World War II.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. It became kind of like a haven for Nazis. Yeah. To escape war crimes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So that, that was a thing. Yeah. But, but Artur Friedenreich was a Brazilian. And he opened the scoring against Argentina in Buenos Aires on 27 minutes. Three minutes later, Brazilian player Nilo extended the lead. And Friedenreich might have scored a third a couple minutes later as he broke free of the Argentine defense, only for Argentine defender Mutis to bring him down roughly. he could do anything about it and score roughly tempers already being high the brazil and argentine teams came together words were said some shoving started some shoving gave way to punching and then all of a sudden fans started hopping the rail because they wanted to fight too so (laughs) This All is what right. happened. It's how it was back it's, in the day. That's uh, just, <laughs> just how it goes, baby. Hey, that's, how, that's, what, uh, that's what Carlos Alves said.
0: Or, I mean, uh, Joao Alves said. He was like, hey, back in the day, fans would come onto the pitch, and you'd leave the pitch naked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, so Brazil and Argentina began to fight, and the Argentine fans... Started hopping the rails and trying to get into the fight, which meant that the basically the police had to rush onto the field and separate the two teams, and then just protect the Brazilian team because there were thirty thousand people in the stadium yes. that wanted to kill them. Yes, more or less. Yes, not a great look. No, not at all. But this is kind of what was happening at the end of the first half of the nineteen twenty-five South American final game of their championship. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thankfully, the police managed to stop the game from turning into a complete riot. It's good. Dot the fans off the pitch and separated the two teams who, mystifyingly, got zero cards awarded to either side after the scuffle.
0: Hey, man. I can appreciate that.
1: A little play ref.
0: Hands to the ref. <laughs> full, full claps to the ref. I don't know. That ref I'm, was
1: looking out for himself. Yeah, I guess so. Imagine if he gave a card to an Argentina player. Oh, yeah. It's game over. You just have to like disguise yourself yes. to get to the airport and leave. Yeah. And, and that's that. So, yes, no cards were awarded to either team after yeah, a fight man. that saw several fans pour into the, the field and also join in the fight. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. The damage seemed to be done, however, as Argentina came back to score just before halftime, taking the score to 2-1. To the fans in the stands were still very angry, shouting and threatening the Brazil- Brazilians on the pitch, and the pressure seemed to get to Brazil 10 minutes into the second half when Manuel Cejone, he of the Independiente de Boca Junior switch, yes. scored... To tie the game at two-two, we'll remain the rest of the match. Dang,
0: I don't know about you, but dang, <laughs> I would have much rather had a two-nil lead going into halftime than a two-one lead. Considering that score line,
1: they you know what they say about that score line.
0: <laughs> It's the most dangerous yeah, it's lead. it's the most dangerous lead. The two-one sounded pretty
1: nice. I guess like it would be pretty yeah, like it's still pretty decent, but yeah. uh, not much. Argentina were crowned South American champs for the second time, and the Brazilian players were pelted with rocks from the stands as they tried to leave the field. Jeez, man. The two teams wouldn't play each other again for another 12 years. That's probably... And when they did play each other again, it was known as one of Argentina's most shameful moments on the soccer team because there was so much racism that came from the stands directed towards Brazil's players that Brazil left. Yeah. And, like, just didn't... They refused to play after a while. Yeah.
0: Honestly, after the, uh, a match like that, and people are throwing rocks at us, if I'm Brazil, I'm like, I'm not playing in Argentina ever again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not doing that. It's not great. It's, it's definitely not a great luck. Um, I will say that there was... I forget the Brazil defender's name. There was a Brazilian player who they they talked to uh, after the match. Yeah. Uh, and I think, actually, it was, like, years afterwards, um, and asked him if... The if the Brazil players were like scared, or if it kind of got to them that like, wow, these people are like trying to get on the pitch, they're trying to hurt us. Yeah. like uh, that sort of thing. And he said, and this is the most Brazilian thing I can think of, <laughs> he said that the 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 crowd didn't scare them that much. What was really the problem was that the night before the game, all of them had went and checked out Buenos Aires' nightlife, and Had uh, not gotten a good night's sleep before the championship decider, shall we say.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: Very, very Brazilian thing to do. There's actually stories um, from the NASL, the old NASL, uh, of um, teams getting women... To go hang out with Pele oh my and gosh. Giorgio Canaglia yeah. before games, uh. <laughs> because that was just what they were known for. Yeah, there are stories of that.
0: Gosh, man.
1: So, um, yeah. So Argentina, we're we crowned 1925 South American champions. Hey, congrats, to Argentina! Way to go, I Argentina! <laughs> Whatever. And uh, that was a uh, that was the Christmas present to them because that all happened on Christmas Day, 1925. Dang. Some sources for this story. Yes. Rupert Fryer for Goal and Simon Lillicrap for The Sportsman.
0: Thank you, Adam, for that story. You're so welcome, an, a, Drew. Gr- a truly, truly great Christmas story. I, We really haven't had, I don't think, an actual Christmas Day story.
1: We have. Everton. Ever, Everton. They yeah. played twice on Christmas. They played Christmas, twice but, yeah, on yeah, Christmas you're right, and once right. again on Boxing Day. You're
0: the only one who's ever done a Christmas. <laughs> christmas day story you are correct my friend. i've done a boxing day story yes you have it's not christmas day Yeah. You know so it's, it's cool it's cool but anyways thank you for the story you're welcome thank you listeners for for tagging along for this 10th story in 10 days it's incredible we didn't think we would do it and here we are and here we are we're doing it we have two more i don't know i feel like i sound kind of like donald trump right now and i hate it but
1: well you should hate that about yourself yeah but. I hate myself. I don't think that you sound like Donald Trump, <laughs> so keep going.
0: Thanks, bro. If you want to support the podcast, you can follow us on social media at DeadballPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook as well. We have an email account, deadballpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a rating or review, preferably five stars. That'd be pretty nice. We like five stars. Leave a haiku. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's all very awesome. Yes.
1: Yeah. All good things. How
0: many people have been shouted out on podcasts before? Not many. Only everybody
1: that's left us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It's true. And our close blood relations. <laughs> it's true.
0: <laughs> if you would like to financially support Deadball Brothers, you can buy some merch from our Teespring store. The link is in the description below. We have some really awesome sweatshirts and long sleeve tees and actual tees um, <laughs> that were all designed by. Yours truly, Adam Snavely.
1: What's up? How's it going? How you doing? My name's Adam Snavely. I designed the t-shirts.
0: And until tomorrow, I am Drew Snavely. And I'm
1: Adam Whitaker Snavely.
0: And we'll see you soon.